0: Welcome to a new series of podcasts focusing on five books, the first being Accommodation Without Assimilation by Margaret Gibson. Throughout this podcast series, I'm going to summarize each book, so spoiler warning ahead of time, cover two main topics that stood out to me, and wrap up the main points. These podcasts will be under 20 minutes as to give the listeners mainly my professors, the ability not to spend too much time listening on one assignment, but rather add to a conversation that is already happening in our education system today. Margaret Gibson begins a study on the Punjabi Sikh Indians from northern India and East Pakistan, migrating from an agricultural space to a rural California county deemed valley side, The Sikh Punjabi have adapted to American culture while preserving their Sikh culture as well, creating an ethnic enclave in Valleyside. The Punjabi students at Valleyside High School have higher test scores than many of the native Valleyside Americans. Gibson begins an in-depth study of the differences between these two groups of people while adding data from the Mexican-American student body as well. The study finds that a policy of supporting accommodation and acculturation without assimilating into mainstream society will benefit all parties involved. The first topic we're going to cover in this podcast is the role of women in Punjabi Valley side. Um, the reason we're covering this is because throughout the book, when I was reading it this past week, it really struck struck me as there is a heavy emphasis on the patriarchal society of the Sikhs uh, in Valleyside as well as Punjabi back in India. And it seems like the biggest um, conflict, the largest conflict between the Punjabis and the Valleyside natives, Americans, um, not Native Americans, but just Americans, is this um, gender role conflict. Family dynamics of the Sikh are very different from the American families. In Punjab, it is a patriarchal society with family communities making decisions together for individuals. Arranged marriages are the norm and there is a difference between what is acceptable for men and women in terms of jobs and education and social expectations. Once the Punjabi immigrated to the United States, they had to adopt to the societal norms while maintaining their Punjab culture. The older generation of Punjabi continued the norms as as was in India, and they bent where they could, but they really stuck pretty strict to what life was like back in India. While the newer generations that have began to go into the American public school system and make friends and 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 be part of the larger popular culture, they are starting to adopt many of the they're bending more than the previous generation. And the younger generation, the newer generations, they they are beginning to question these norms of the older generation on average. To the Punjabi, a less educated woman would be less likely to question her role and more comfortable with a joint decision-making process than that are the norm in the Punjabi households. And this really struck a chord with me just because from my American perspective, we want our women to be educated, we want our women to be independent, but for the Punjabi Sikhs, they want their women to be less educated and to fit into the role that they have in the community. Because in the Punjabi culture, from my understanding in the book, was there is more of an emphasis on the community at large than on individual success and individual um, uh, education. And when the Punjabi children began to question the adults and their decision and decision making, Punjabi parents were very disturbed by what they perceived to be, quote, American emphasis on encouraging these young people to make decisions on their own, even claiming that when someone, some Punjabi child, Sikh child becomes like this, questioning the authority in that that's in play, uh, they felt that they, either he or she, no longer belonged to that community. They really tried their best, these, these Sikh Punjabis, to focus on their ethnic enclave and not to push their culture outwards and not and, and to resist the Americanized culture coming in so that was the first topic i really wanted to cover just because it was it just it struck a chord with me while i was reading and, and i'm not very sure how to feel about it and i would love more information on this so if you have anything send it my way the second topic that i'm going to cover are focusing on the teachers at valleyside high school and how they interacted with the punjabi children uh, the Sikh Punjabi faced a lot of prejudice and discrimination during their time in Valleyside. A lot to do with of uh, the patriarchal society and not um, a culture and not assimilating into the cultural norms that are in America, specifically in Valleyside in California. Uh, and. Many staff members at Valleyside High School, according to the study by Gibson, uh, thought that it was best to treat all students the same without regard for their cultural differences. But, however, what was stated as good intentions was followed by actions that, that spoke otherwise. Uh, for example, in the book and in this study, uh, the Sikh people have a strong belief in dressing appropriately according to their beliefs in certain uh, customs um that can start difficulties in a class like gym where students receive a grade for dressing out you know in shorts and t-shirts and playing sports and and showing out and and being athletic one gym teacher at valleyside high school even said quote we expect the kids to be americanized i tell the parents a great portion of them being the students want to change and that's why they're here unquote Other staff members tried to, quote, shield, unquote, the Punjabis from rude remarks and other forms of discrimination noticeable in the hallways and classrooms of Valleyside High School. So we don't really know, according to the study, how many teachers um, uh, that we we do know that a lot of teachers said up front, treat everybody the same, because really, we believe that they that's what they want to do is to treat everybody the same. But in their actions, like the gym teacher, um, it might be different and they might have different beliefs that are going to be pushed through their implicit bias into their classrooms. And it's good that there are some teachers that are pushing and, and for trying to protect a lot of the Punjabi Sikhs from discrimination and prejudices in the school, but they can only do so much at a teacher level before other means need to be involved. And that means usually is education. What is going on at the school after this study to educate the teachers and educate the staff and educate the students on this ethnic enclave in America where they're keeping their home culture, what it was in India. And how is that interacting with and, and, and in conflict with what the Valley siders see today. Though there are teachers wanting to do good in their intentions, the mainstream American norms, they they the, the American norms said that the Punjabi, sm- quote, smelled dirty, that they should speak English, that they should be like us, they still arise. So my question would be following up. What is the study say 30 years after? Has things changed now than they were back then? Next time, we will continue the conversation on education in 2020 on the book Enrique's Journey. I want to thank... Uh, my professors and everybody else listening in the class. If it wasn't for our discussion boards and our discussion posts, I wouldn't gain as much knowledge and information as I could just on my own. I like having a lot of people uh, invest in my education and my thought process. So I appreciate that. Special shout out to Professor Salus. Um Until next time, bye bye So what are some implications of Gibson's study for our education system today? Well, teachers are in a job that directly affects and shapes future generations in their views of the world. And in the United States in 2020, we are increasing our diversity, not just in urban schools, but also rural schools and and in the country, just like Valleyside was and is. As Gibson says in the last page of his study, teachers and schools need to accept each ethnic group and cultural group with their own history, pushing to better understand the mainstream culture and norms and accommodate those students and families that live in another standard in their own community. In previous coursework, many of my colleagues learned how the Latino, Latina community and family expectations like quinceaneras and expectation of gender roles and marriage versus college, they might be different from other cultural groups due to their native culture being brought into a new environment. Schools should be creating pathways, generating money for resources and learning from these community members as partners. 2020, Education 2020 schools have to bring community into their schools. If they think they can do it by themselves, they can't. Nobody can do it on their own. Just ask the Punjabi Sikhs. Their entire way of life, from my understanding of the book, was to keep everything communal and together. If, if children went off to college, it was to learn skills to bring back to the family. If they were getting married, the parents and the community would help arrange those marriages. Whether we think that's right or wrong, the, the intention behind it, I see it as a good thing. They want to help each other out and to build a better life for their entire family. So why aren't schools doing the same thing? We in America need to stop this idea that we have to do anything, everything on an individual basis because at the end of the day, none of us are strong enough to be able to, to do everything on our own. And those that can do everything on their own burn out so quickly that we only see them for a short amount of time when, they need, when our world needs those kind of minds stretched out over long periods of time. Each student has a history and a past that influences their decisions and actions, and Gibson's study demands that teachers and community stakeholders learn those histories to create inclusive environments. The Punjabi experience is unique, but... It should be used as a starting point for all other educators to see the diversity in their classrooms. I'm surprised in my fifth year of teaching this is the first time I've ever heard of this study or read this study. This ethnic enclave fights off assimilation of the majority culture while bending to the societal norms of the local school and city rules. How much could we as educators gain from our students' perspectives if we we stop trying to assimilate them into our mainstream culture, accept them for who they are, and accommodate to their culture and their learning styles and their community needs, as well as them as individuals, as a learning experience for all?